Hey everybody, it's Chris here, welcoming you to another episode of the Casual Future Podcast. What's up? Welcome back, guys. Just so you are aware, thecasualflipper.com is live. Go check that out. And then you can find me on Instagram at thecasualflipper. That's also for YouTube. And then Twitter is casualflipper. Hope to see you. All right, let's get into it. Welcome back to another episode of the Casual Flipper Podcast. This week, we have the Happy Hustlers on, which is super special because it is their first podcast. We have Ernesto and we have Nina. They have an amazing business, six-figure e-commerce entrepreneurs, Amazon, eBay, Poshmark, ThreadUp, all the, all the good stuff. They have leads lists and courses, so that's a full meal deal. I think we're going to get a lot of value out of this episode, so let's dive into it. I really hope you enjoy. All right, guys, as promised, we have the Happy Hustlers, Nina and Ernesto, on the show we're super excited to have you on for a couple of reasons. One, you bring a tremendous amount of value to the reselling community. But the, the other reason is because this is your very first podcast, which is super exciting. So we're so happy to have you on. And for those who aren't aware of who you are, maybe just give us some context with who the Happy Hustler is at. Sure. So I'm Nina. And Ernesto. Sounds like our YouTube intro. <laughs> <laughs> we are the Happy Hustlers. We are a husband and wife team of resellers. We sell on Amazon. We've sold on Poshmark, eBay, ThreadUp, Mercari. Yeah. Um, we've been reselling for about four years now, and we do this alongside with having full-time um, careers. Jobs. So we do. I always say it's not our side hustle because, trust me, we do it full-time as <laughs> well. But we do it with the, along with full-time jobs. Yes. Well. Yes. So. We're going to dive into all that, but I like now you're obviously known as the happy hustlers, but going back to your content, I see that it was beachfront bargains, I believe. So what was yeah. the, uh, the thought process behind that transition? Um, so beachfront bargains, there really wasn't a thought process with that name. Right. We thought it was a great name when we first started. It, it, we, you know, we started on Poshmark and uh, Macari and uh, reselling with clothes. Yeah. So for us, that name run name brand was was great it fit perfectly with our model yeah we live near the beach so that's yeah. where it came from <laughs> it makes sense yeah it makes sense and it's a that was a good name for like um a retail store or something like beachfront mm. bargains it rolls off the tongue right but it didn't really encompass anything as like who we are as a brand right so we got to the point where i was like this doesn't make sense also there's like an hgtv show that's like beachfront bargain hunts or something okay gotcha so if you tried to search us you would never get us you would mm -hmm. get an hgtv show and i was like this has to go <laughs> like trying to get a domain or anything with that was just terrible gotcha. yeah because it was all owned by like real estate companies right. um so we there was the beginning of it was it this year it was this uh, year we rebranded so, yeah. this is the longest year of everyone's life so yeah, it's so the, this year we sat down and we were like, okay, this, what describes us? What describes us? And I wanted something with like alliteration, like happy hustlers, beachfront bargains, because mm -hmm. it just rolls off people's tongues. Right. Um, so we sat down and we thought about it for a long time and we went off of what do people say about us? And then what would yeah. we turn that into as a brand? And yeah. I mean, we're always having a good time. So <laughs> we're, and uh, we're, we're hustlers just along with everybody else in the community. You know, we're always trying to find good deals, you know, good flips. I mean, that's just the name of the game. And uh, just happy hustlers, like, pop one day. We, just, we, were, we were walking our dog. Yeah. And it just popped. Like, some one of us said it, and we're like, that's it. That's it. That's, that's it. the one. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, we had, yeah, so we had a bunch of names written down. We said that, and we are like, okay, we got it. So, and it wasn't you know, taken. You know. Yeah. Yes. I was shocked that no one owned the happy hustlers. 
like Instagram name. I was like, like no it, it is shocking, but it's also not shocking because the culture is just so, I don't want to use the word toxic, but it's just like, it's your brand of hustling is so fresh and I, I, I love it. And I'm trying to do something similar on my end, but like it yeah. is surprising because it's a very good name, but also not surprising given the context of the hustle, like the hustle culture. That's um, very true. There really aren't many happy hustlers. <laughs> Honestly, you know, right? right? Like, no, that's a good thing. That's a good conversation to have. I don't think that's talked about enough. And I talk about it on Instagram, but it's a- it I is totally a- agree. And I'm, I've started some clothing. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's, it's uh, the whole idea behind it is work hard, game hard. So it's like, I'm going to yeah. hustle and work, but I'm also going to play games and chill. And I'm going to be proud of it. Yeah, I I feel like there's a lot of shame around that. Like if you're not, and we can get into this later, but (laughs) we've went through some times where I was that toxic person even. So being the happy hustlers now, I think is just a much better. Oh yeah. yeah. We were seeing some old pictures the other day and we're like, wow, things have changed (laughs) from where we were to where we're at now. And sometimes you forget because you're always constantly moving and and progressing and trying to improve yourself and your brand. And you said, sometimes you forget where you were. I was like, yeah life is a learning process is what they say and i think that's so true and like even right now with me at times and like maybe that makes sense because when you very like i'm i just started getting pallets of books yeah and it's just me and it can i could get like i'm north and it gets cold so i got to get these pallets out a before new shipment comes and b before it gets too cold so friday all day and night saturday like i don't have like i'm just working 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 but yeah because i have to do it not because i'm proud of it yeah and i think there's a different thing there yeah, that's a, that's a big difference. Yeah, that's a, yeah. Good point. that's a good point. So kind of rolling along. So kind of looking through your content, it seems like you started off very heavy in clothing, but at some point made a transition to more of an FBA kind of curated business from what it looks like. I could be way off, but is this accurate? And what, and if this is accurate, what is the driving force behind it? <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> the clothing business, right? I feel like that's where a lot of people start with reselling. Yeah, I would agree. They just... It just because it's easy. It's like, oh, I can get these clothes from Goodwill and just go sell them. Hmm. Um, so we started that way. The the way we actually started reselling is we started working out. This is about four years ago, and like my clothes weren't fitting anymore. And I was like, I paid a lot for these like fancy workout clothes. And then my friend was like, You can sell them on Poshmark. And I'm like, Who's gonna buy my used clothes? That's weird. I literally said that <laughs> and then made a whole business around it. <laughs> and he didn't even believe it. He was like, Why would people do that? Yeah, um, I, I didn't know. I was like, was, is this a thing? Is this normal? And yeah, when she showed me, it's like, this is totally a normal, solid business. I was like, wow, this is, yeah. this is very interesting. So we, we started with clothes and we were making money and it was great. But then it got to the point where I was just like, there's no growth. I can't mm-hmm. grow anymore, you know? like uh, <laughs> Especially when it's just us, you know, some, kind of similar same thing to you, what you said earlier, right? When it's just, when you have that limited resource of yourself and in our case, you know, two of us yeah it's you start seeing quickly where those limitations are right. and then you know with a full-time job as well we were like there's just boundaries that we cannot pass it's just yeah. literally this physical boundaries that you just can't and do anymore we were working like all the time oh yeah i mean it was from like you know when we got up till like one in the morning every single day with the clothing business right. and it got to the point where i was like i have no idea how to scale this Mm. I, I have no idea how to scale this. We hired a, a VA who was doing all of our listings, right. which was really nice and it helped with growth. But like, he was, took all the photos, bless him. Because <laughs> that's, I'm really bad at it. But he was taking all the photos and it was just like, you can only photograph so much stuff in a week. Oh, yeah. You know, and then I would try to find the items. And I got it to the point where I was doing most of my sourcing online. I actually had um, 
someone hired who was doing sourcing and then sending packages of stuff to me. I wasn't even going to the thrift stores anymore, but it was just to the point where I was like, we can't grow this. And I had always heard about Amazon. And I feel like that's how a lot of people are. They're like, oh yeah, you can sell on Amazon, but man, Amazon is the most intimidating thing to get into. It really is. Yeah. yeah. And I sat there and like watched a couple of videos for a long time. And I was like, oh, this is a lot. This is a lot. Um, and then one day I was just like, screw it. Let's just start selling on Amazon. Let's try it. And then I realized this is scalable. This is scalable. And we, we drug out the clothing business for a long time with the Amazon business too. We did. We did. I mean, because uh, one of our big things is optimization. So we always try to find ways to just get more time back while keeping the process very mm. simple. And, yeah. and we came up with a lot of strategies. I mean, we came with Excel techniques to like document all information, uh, tracking of how to label every clothes. We can quickly find Templates, it, yeah. send yeah. it out, our photo processing and editing process. We came up with all these different techniques constantly improving. And I think that's kind of one of the hardest things to want to kind of give up because we were like, man, we put so much effort into this. this clothing, yeah. When we were starting to get more into Amazon and understand the possibilities, we're like, this is where we need to start putting 100% of our attention now. Because yeah. there's just a lot of things that we had to come up with when we were in the clothing business. Amazon kind of already had it provided for you. You just had to utilize it. And that was right. a huge, yeah. huge mind change. I think it was April of this year when we finally kind of dumped the clothing business. We had like probably 1,500 items. <laughs> it, was, it was a lot. And we just sent them all off to thread up and said, that's it. You know, yeah. that's, and that was super painful that it felt like, you know, like, that was our child. It was like, oh no, we're, we're parting ways with this. But on the other hand, man, that, that was the best decision we ever made. It did. It did. Because it's not like we're stopped selling clothes. We're just now able to focus more on the scaling side of the selling clothes business. Yeah. Which is huge. Because now it's not just onesie, twosies. Now we can actually buy, you know, dozens or yeah. even more, you know, hundreds and have a specific item, which is insanely better yeah with amazon before. yeah so that's i mean yeah that's how we started and i think it just got to the point where it was just like it was exhausting and honestly i know a lot of people enjoy fashion and clothes too and that's something they get out of clothing reselling like i don't care one single bit about fashion and he could he cares less than me which is i don't even know how that's possible so i, I never enjoyed like the brands and the trend side of it either um we're both nerds and like the data with amazon once we understood Amazon, we were just like, this is it. Like this yeah, yeah. makes the most yeah. sense for us. Yeah. Um, so on May 22nd, 2019, you made a post showed one box off the FBA, 500 profit. And then by September, there was 10 boxes with 3000 profit. So maybe just talk about that insane growth. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's funny. Um, I am a crazy person. So <laughs> that's a good soundbite. Um, <laughs> When I have an idea, I just full steam, like I floor it. And I think sure. that was, and he has to live with like the consequences because I make a lot of mistakes. <laughs> and that there's a lot of mistakes, but we just floored it I'm at sure. that point. And luckily because we have full-time jobs and we had our business for a while, capital wasn't necessarily an issue. Right. Like we had the money to put into it. And that's where that growth also came from. Because I think a lot of people see that and they go like, how did you do that? You know, I want to do that. And that's a hard answer to give like, oh, we had the capital to invest in it already. Because right. if you're starting a new business or if you're using your business as like your means of living off of, like, you know, it's like your income, capital is a little trickier to maneuver, right. but we weren't in that situation. So we could just floor it. Um, and yeah, we made a, there was a lot of profit, but I, I mean, I, 
Instagram's a high, highlight reel, right? Like there was a lot of mistakes in there too. Oh yeah, no, of course. So, uh, but yeah, we just kind of, well, floored it. We just floored ideas come up, you know, she, she might come up with an idea and quickly we got to say, okay, how can we execute this? What are the mm. pros and cons? How do we actually implement this? And now that's what he does. I'm just flooring it. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm here. She, she comes is like, hey, what do you think of this? And I'm like, I was like, okay. And then I'm like, wait a second. Okay, well, this is doable. <laughs> this is doable. Okay, here's what I think we should do. And so, you know, pinpoint like, no, let's not just try this. And that doesn't work. And so we, we feed off each other really well and just kind of really yeah. expedite these, you know, these ideas executables just because i think i think capital was the big thing that's, not, that yeah, was that's our... a huge point because a lot of people listen and like from one standpoint like you just see the result but not necessarily everything that goes behind it and having the capital obviously is huge but at the same time like you can get the capital like you didn't just you weren't born with that money to invest in the business so like the things you did before that led you to that point too which is something that's to kind of yeah think about. that's true yeah yeah definitely um, so prior, just, this is kind of for just, I'm kind of just curious, prior to social media, were you reselling or did they kind of join Ryan at the same time? Yeah, I was, yeah, we were reselling before social media. Um, I always say like, I wish I would have documented like the first day I started reselling. Yeah. Because I'm so jealous of people that have those like cringy memories of like. The, I'm one know, of those like, lucky I'm, people. My first podcast yeah, is just me talking about how I'm going to do this. Right. Like, I wish I would have documented the beginning. Some of our beginning YouTube videos, cringe. Rough, um, <laughs> but like, no, we, we definitely started reselling before we got into social media. I think I, I didn't even know this was a, like a community until I, um, I like YouTube some things. And I was like, there's all these people that have these social media platforms regarding this. And then I was like, oh, I could do that. You know? And then I was like, let me just get on social media and see what happens. Um, and here we are. It just grew. <laughs> it blew up. Yeah. I mean, I made it. I, I think it was like a two-way street, right? So we, we started, like everybody else started asking the questions. What's, uh, you know, what can we do? How do we do this? Uh, what's, what's the information that's out there? And I think kind of grew yeah. into, hey, I, you know, we're learning this. Just want to share with you guys if you stumble upon this issue as well. And then just kind of think snowball from there. I think we just, it's just the same thing. We started learning, asking questions and we just wanted to make sure that other people were getting that same question to ask. And, you know, we didn't expect this to be this now. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, here we are. Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever think with the fact that you created this Instagram account one day with zero followers and then you look at it now and there's what's there's like 17 or so? Yeah, 17 something. Yeah, I still think it's weird that anyone follows us. Like we... <laughs> I guess it's just like I, I don't really consider myself anything other than just like a normal person just like sharing what I'm doing but on the other hand I think that's what people look for just yeah other normal people sharing stuff and I share a lot probably more than I should sometimes um and I'm just on there every day just whatever like yeah, and I think people respect that though it's just me right. talking about whatever is going on an occasional Ernesto pop-up so <laughs> Are there was there any moments in time that really accelerated your growth on Instagram to the attention part? Um, or has it just been consistent all along? I think it was just consistency. I, I mean, yeah. I have like a, a thing where I make sure my Instagram story never goes blank. Right. Like there's always something on there. And then I try to post three to five times a week. I used to post when I first started, I posted, I think I posted like three times a day once. Like, yeah. I was just trying to get on there and then right. interacting with people too. I mean, 
I know people are different about DMs, but for over a year, I answered every single DM I got. And I'm talking about giving people paragraphs of information if you just popped in and asked me a question, you know? And I think a lot of people aren't willing to do that. And I wasn't doing that to grow my social media. I was just like, just want to help. I'm just helping you. Like, and it also was cool to talk to people who were interested in the same thing. Yeah, doing what I was doing. Because I think that's one of the, the you know, it's, it's this pretty small niche if you kind of think of it as a, as a global side or as a like uh, over the population. So yeah. I think sometimes it's hard to talk to people about those same interests. And, and, you know, if you're fortunate enough to have that big circle that you can talk to, that's awesome. But I know that's something that we, we were stumbling upon, we were, we were starting with this. We're like, wow, what is, what is this going on? How do we learn more about this? And as we started getting more into the social media and started seeing this, all these other people, I think that felt really cool. And that's like, hey, look at all these people. People doing what we're doing. Doing what we're doing, you know, sharing ideas. And I think that's kind of really got us excited and kept us going. Yeah, definitely. What's your thought on the community? Because from my perspective, so far it's polarized. You get like two personality types. Like what are your thoughts? Oh, this is a loaded question. I, I know. <laughs> I know. Um, I think I think there's good and bads to everything. True. Uh, yes. I think there's a lot of really great people in the reselling community that genuinely want to help people. And I think there's a lot of people that are trying to scam people and mm. just trying to make money. And but that's that's any community. That's what I would say. It's, it's almost any community. It's always going to be the good side and the bad side. And I, th I think one of the weird things is once you start getting in these kind of circles of businesses and ideas and ways that you can do entrepreneurship, yeah, you you kind of see that in different niches. You know, you see that in the reselling community, like the <laughs> the YouTube ads. Oh yeah, I mean for like Amazon stuff and like oh I know yeah. That's, I think that's part of the problem too, is I think the community gets that connotation associated with it. And when you have people that come from outside of the reselling community, like looking in, it looks like one big giant scam. It actually does. Like I it, get, it actually does. Like it really does. And that's, that's hysterical to me. But then I see those YouTube ads and I'm like, you know, well, that is a scam that that's, they're just going to take your money and not give you anything. But um, I think within the community, I will say I think there's a lot worse communities on Instagram. Most people are exceptionally nice to me, even in my DMs. Like I've never had someone call me like an ugly beep, beep, beep or anything like that, which I feel like you would get in a lot of other communities. Yeah. So that's definitely appreciated, but I, I don't know. I think there's just a lot of people that are actually willing to help each other. Yeah, I agree. Which I don't think you get in a lot of yeah. communities. And that's always like, been yeah that's always been something i've loved about the community is when i first joined in i posted a picture that had my store name in it and i had like 50 followers and someone yeah. messaged me and they're like bro that is a bad idea and i was yeah. like that is so cool for you to message me and tell me that like that was very nice so i've had a lot of great experiences with reselling yeah. community. but then i yeah, also no, find there's like a lot of i get like more so now than before but people just with a lot of questions and then you answer them and then there's just like a lot of excuses and i'm trying to like counsel myself as if i'm am i answering these questions wrong like am i not doing a good job because i told you you could go to the happy hustlers they have a list yeah. full of stuff that you could literally just go and buy but then you told me that it's too expensive sure, okay that's so yeah and, and i <laughs> let's go there we're going there um 
we sell services, right? And that's one part of our business. And I also help people completely for free. You can scroll into my DMs and send me a message and I'll send you paragraphs of information. I'll send you resources. I'll send you YouTube videos. But there are, there are people that I think want to do this, but don't actually want to do this, if that right. makes sense. No, I get you. They, they see it and they see like, they see us making money and they go, oh my God, I want to do that. I want to make money. Right. But you don't see that I've been doing this for years and I've spent a crap load of money, a crap load of time, all of that stuff, investing into it. This isn't a get rich quick thing. There's no such thing as that. That does not exist. Nope. Um, so I don't think a lot of people actually want to put in the effort to build the business, right. but they want the results. Yeah, they, they, I think that's one of the hard things about social media. You see a lot of the results and, and we try to be very transparent about some of the same things. Hey, this is a struggle. And just to kind of be that transparent, I also get, inspire people as like, hey, yeah. just, just because this went wrong, it's not the end of the world, like keep pushing. And I think that's kind of the hard thing because you see all yeah. the successes, like, well, I want to get there. But there's a lot of things that go behind the scenes. We said this earlier as well on the podcast. There's a lot of things that go behind the scenes that makes that possible. And, and it's tough. I mean, yeah. when you stay up late, when you give up a whole weekend to make sure something happens because you need your business to proceed, that's a lot of stuff that a lot of people don't see. And the people who yeah. do, you, you can tell. You talk to them. And, they get it. And it's like, oh, yeah, I, I, also, I understand. I think on the other side of that, and personally, we're the happy hustlers. So I don't really like getting on Instagram and like complaining or saying, you know, this is all going wrong or... I'm exhausted or anything like that. I just don't find that to be something I want to like spread. No, that makes sense. But, but then people are like, oh, it's a highlight reel. It's a highlight reel. And I'm like, but do you want me to complain? I don't know. I don't know what's the right message. Well, yeah, I think the right answer is just to do what you feel is right. And the people yeah. that like it will take it. The ones that don't, won't. Yeah. And that's how we feel. Because, I mean, part of the Happy Hustlers is like we do – you know, things happen, but I know one of our big things is try to try to see things on the positive side, right? Yeah. It's we we've learned from just both being in the business as well as being in our careers that mistakes happen and that's part of life. And the best thing you can do is learn from that. It's like, yeah. yeah, it might have sucked in that brief moment in time, but usually at most mistakes will lead to a much better result later. Yeah. On. And things suck sometimes. That's just it just is. And sometimes you really just have to put the hard work. There is no happy answer. There is no Joy, it's like you just got to put the grind and do the work. But as long as you know it's going to be a good result at the end, you do it with a smile. And when you get there, you're like, yeah, it's actually worth Yeah, that's true. You know what's one of the cool things? So I haven't released yet, but I've been um, having a lot of really great resellers on here. Um, like I, we had um, Amazon Lit on, talk yeah, to I them. Yeah. Um, watching me, Amazon's coming on, which is going to be crazy. That's just, cool. Just from talking to people. And there's been some other ones too. Um, I'm just in the moment blank and I feel bad now because they're probably going to listen to this and be like, what the hell, bro? But <laughs> one recurrent theme talking to people is the same with you is that there's a good philosophy of life where it's like basically win or learn. I'm going to win or I'm going to learn. And there is no yeah. failing because even when I fail, I learn something. And that's something I yeah. think you guys embody as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't even care about failure anymore. <laughs> like if I'm not failing, I'm like, Mm, this is getting a little too yeah. easy. Like I get, oh. and we make. I mean, we make so many mistakes that it just it's, it just bounce bounce with it, and, and it's gonna happen. There's no nobody knows everything, and especially as you are evolving and growing, you're just not gonna know what's gonna come out of that from both sides. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one mentality: is like you know, be ready for it. Like expect something to happen, 
But yeah. as well as part of that is it be accepting that something's going to happen. Yeah. And the big thing is like, it's going to happen. You're going to learn from it and it's not going to happen again. And you're going to grow from it. You're going to get yeah. more followers. Your business revenue is going to go up. You're going to open a different business avenue. You just never know. And I think yeah. that's kind of the biggest things about sticking with the negative side of things is not letting those possible opportunities come because you're like, just keep thinking about this. But if you said, yep, happen, I know what's happening. I'm going to yeah. move on. You really don't know what's gonna, what else is going to bring because of it. Sure. Yeah. So we're going to hop off this topic in a sec, but I, one question I always like to ask is, have you had one failure that you thought almost might end it all, maybe at the beginning? <laughs> Are you thinking what I'm thinking? Uh, I'll let you go first. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, in the beginning, I think all of our failures were like super small. So they didn't, they didn't bother me that much. Like, oh, you know, a hundred dollars there, a hundred dollars here. That, that, it was, it was, it was fine. Um, <laughs> the website, is that yeah. what you're going to say? Okay. So we, <laughs> we recently, so we had this like really crappy Wix website. I had no problem admitting it was crappy. I paid someone like $200 to stand this website up. Because when I stood it up, I was like, I don't know what the point of this is, but I know I need to build an email list. Because Instagram, someone could hack my Instagram, please don't do that. Um, <laughs> someone could hack my Instagram, you never know, right? So I was like, I need to build an email list. So I had this crappy website. And then we started, we have an Amazon beginners course. We started selling our leads list, all of that stuff off this website. And I was like, okay, you know, we're making a lot of money on this crappy website. How much money can we make with a good website, a website where we're getting organic traffic. Cause all of our traffic in the past has come from YouTube or Instagram right. or my like seven Twitter followers. But um, <laughs> so I was like, let's build this actual website. And <laughs> the website is great. Our website is, is great. Fatpalesters.com. But it was a very painful transition and launch. And we paid a significant amount of money for a development team to develop it. Yes. And I think we sat there for a couple of weeks because we were up super late testing and doing all this stuff, getting back and forth with the development team. And it was a, like a local company. Um, and our business and like explaining what our website does is very hard to explain to a company because it's like, you do what? Mm. What? You, <laughs> you sell leads? That doesn't make any sense. Um, <clears throat> so that launch was so painful for us and so terrifying because oh, we had to take all of our customers that subscribed to our leads list and move them to this new website. And we just thought we have lost a huge revenue stream if this doesn't go right. It ended up going right after a couple of weeks. But I remember we were just sitting there. I don't think we slept a long time. It was, it was very stressful. <laughs> we were like, we spent all this money to invest in something and now it's really painful, but now it works great. It's, it's completely fine. But during that moment, I think that was one of the times where we said, this is the biggest oh, yeah. financial screw up we've ever made, but it, it wasn't a screw up. It was just a painful right. process. And, and it's tough. It's, that's, that's but a, that's any change, right? That's any change. Yeah. Change is terrifying. And I think that's where we were with that. We were like, Oh, my $200 Wix website worked just fine. Kind of <laughs> Wix has all kinds of issues, but <laughs> that transition was, it was scary. It was really scary, it was, it was, but it works now. So we're, it's fine. But it was, I guess it wasn't a mistake, but it felt like a mistake in the time. Yeah, we just we just didn't know if man we should have just stayed. What we had is this worth it? And it was stressful. It was stressful because you you put a lot of effort into it, and then you it was a big project. And I think when you do something at that level of a yeah. big project, it's just you're just 
they're just nervous. You know, yeah. you want to make sure everything goes well. You want to try to bug, you know, find all the bugs. And it was just scary. It was just scary times. You know, we, we spent a lot of time, but that's, I think, one of our, our biggest. If, if it wasn't a mistake, though. So that's like a bad answer, but it was terrifying. It's like, so. a, it's like a pain point, though. And that's kind of the point. Yes. Like, and, you, and you had to, like, fight through it together. Otherwise, yeah. well, you didn't really have the other option. Like, what is the other option? Right. That's the thing. That was the biggest scare point for us. It was like, there's no other option. We had already canceled everyone's subscriptions oh, yeah. to the old site. So we had to go with this. And we had like 10 days or something, yeah, 15 days. I don't know. It was not a lot of sleep during those two weeks. <laughs> yeah. We just looked at each other at one point and we're like, like, I, I think I came on Instagram around that time. And I was like, you know, I've never been this close to just like burning it all to the ground. I would never do that. But that was as close as we had ever gotten to just being like, let's just go work our jobs. Our jobs are fine. <laughs> like, but we didn't. And it's fine now. Yeah. And that's a tough thing to like, who do you even like vent to or talk to about that other than each other? Because not too many people have these websites with all these subscribers and they're like, like, it's just not something that's super relatable in everyday life. No, it's not. It's, it's, I think that's, what's really hard too, is like, we have each other and that's, right. we're a great support system to each other, but like, I mean, our family, yeah. my, my parents have no idea. <laughs> like they, my parents still don't understand I mean, they just, they're just older. They don't get it. You know, right. it's no shame to them, but no, it's just a different generation. And it's, and it's hard when you're kind of going against the normal path, I would say, right? The normal path everybody's aware of is get a know, job, go to school, get a job and, you know, grow. Uh, so when you try to go off a different path and you're trying to do your own thing and it's hard to explain because, you know, you believe in it, you're, you're, you strongly believe in it. You want to make sure you do your best to succeed. And, and it's, it's a great thing, but when you're trying to explain that to someone, it's like, wait, what? You're not following the traditional path? Yeah. What's, what's going on here, you know? And it's, it's hard to even explain, like, some of these problems that we're having because you have to, like, <laughs> just right. go so deep into it. Right. It's like, my, I'm doing this, and then people are just like, what? What are you talking about, you know? And that's what's great about the community because, you know, we can – there are other people going through similar, similar things There's like or similar issues, and – and there are different levels, you know, some are, you know, the same level we are, some are above we are, you know, people making substantial things with Amazon and there's people who are starting out. So there's definitely at all kinds of levels yeah. where you can kind of connect with some of these people and say, you know, we can do this, you know? And yeah. If other people, my motto is always, if someone else did it, I can do it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Have you found a good thing? Like, I still struggle with this. Like when someone says, Hey, like, what do you do for a living? I'm kind of like, well, um, it's a long story. So like, what is your, your, your answer, like your quick and easy answer, putting the jobs aside, because that's something you could probably go to as well. It'd be easy just as an answer. But if someone's like, what do you do for a living? Job aside, like, what would your answer be? Uh, <laughs> we don't really tell a whole lot of people. I know that's a bad answer, but I go with my full-time job because trying to- Makes sense. That's what I would yeah. do. It's, it's like- and it, it sounds so sketchy. I know. I buy things at Target that you could also buy, and I sell them to you on Amazon. I sell them on Amazon. <laughs> the, the closest we have to get sometimes to explaining this is our neighbors, because they see, like, the UPS truck and all the boxes. And yeah, we're known in the community as the, the house that the UPS truck backs up into. <laughs> the truck. <laughs> and they, they ask. And also, we live in, like, I joke that we live in a retirement center. We don't, but almost all of our neighbors are 70 or older for the most part, mm, just because it's Florida, you know? So, and they have, I try to explain it to 
like our 80 year old neighbor, Mary, shout out to Mary. She's definitely not watching this. She does not have internet. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She was like, why do you have so many boxes? And I was like, oh, we have this business. We sell on Amazon. She's never bought anything on Amazon. And then like two weeks later, I saw her and she was like, don't worry, I didn't tell anyone about your business. I'm like, what do you <laughs> what do you think I'm selling on Amazon? Like, you think we'd sell <laughs> drugs or something? Like, this is legal. So trying to explain it to people. I mean, like I said, even our parents. Yeah, I guess it gets difficult. And, and parents are probably the most difficult because, you know, you want to explain what we're doing, but it just gets into a depth that it, it just, people of that generation don't understand. You know, the internet's such a big boom yeah. in the last 20 years. And it's still growing. You wouldn't even know where this is going to take us, you know? Yeah. And explain this to, to a generation which hasn't had that same experience with the internet and saying, hey, you can generate businesses now. It's not more of a, you got to create, you know, actual store yeah. and build a store in some corner and set it all up. You can actually create an internet business, all different varieties. Amazon is just one of them. That's hard to explain to someone. Yeah. And it's like, wait, what? Yeah. I, my short answer is e-commerce entrepreneur and people mm. just go, That's a good okay. one. Because it's, yeah. like, it's like a cool thing. I, I just yeah. find that like people that kind of get it, that when I tell them what I'm doing, it's kind of like, oh, that's cute. That's, that's nice. good, good for you. For sure. Like, I'll see you when you get a job in a year or two. You know what I mean? So, but the people in the community, they, they know the potential of it. So, for sure. Yeah. It definitely is people, though, I think reseller has a negative connotation. Yeah, it does. I don't know where that came about, but it definitely has a negative connotation. So I don't say I'm a reseller. I say I own and operate, and I'm so annoying with it. I operate a six-figure e-commerce business. <laughs> like, it's so annoying, but that sounds, that people look at that like, oh, you've made it. You're good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Fair enough. It's a uh, weird question. It's hard, so. So when did you two decide to make OA list, OA list and other resources for people, which I, which by the way. I wasn't told to say this. They're extremely well-reviewed. So great job on that. Yeah. Thank so you. what gets you into the OA lists and other resources? Um, so we're coming up on a year now of yeah. doing leads list. Um, so we started that in November. This is the perfect example of me just being like flooring it because do you remember this? My mom was here visiting. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it was like, I don't know, like October 25th. And I was like, Hey, we should do leads lists. Like we could, you know, we're really good at sourcing. We could sell this. Like right. we it, could sell this. We started getting the same questions a lot. Like I'm having trouble finding items. How do you find items? It was a very common <laughs> question that we were getting. And that's kind of what started this. It's like, well, you know, we're. Solve having, the problem. Yeah. We're having success in finding items. How can we help other people find items? Yeah. So <laughs> I just, it was like October 25th. And I was like, why don't we sell this? And I literally hopped on Instagram and I was like, I just pitched it. Like just off the top of my dome, I was like, would you guys be interested in this? It'd be this many items. This is the price, you know, and I put a poll on Instagram because that's one of my favorite things to do on Instagram, by the way, if anyone's listening, you have your audience there, ask them what they want, ask them if they're interested. And if they say no, who cares? They said, no, at least, you know, you're not wasting your time. And then you can count it too. And I counted and I was like, oh, there's a lot of people said, yes, they'd be interested in this. So I said, okay, let's start this on November 1st. And he was like, it's October 25th, you psycho. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we had no idea how we were going to do it. But I mean, we were like, we can make spreadsheets. We can put this all in a spreadsheet. And then we yeah. can, you know, we have this. I went on to Wix and I was like, how to do this on Wix. And I just figured it out. Right. And then I just 
put Instagram swipe ups and said, here we go. Here we go. Um, and we also started a discord to go with it. Right. Um, just to get like a community cause people can ask questions in there and stuff and all of that, but we just went for it and it's just grown ever. This has grown. I mean, it, it's kind of, it just took to a little more closer helping and, and people appreciate it. People were, like I said, one of those questions that we kept hearing and yeah. like, how do we, how do we do this? How can I expand? How can I grow? And a lot of it was time, which we connected very well with that just because we have full-time jobs. So we understand about the limit of time in a day. So we felt that this was yeah. something that could have also be helpful for those people who are, who are they're ready to take the next steps, but they're just didn't have that time to put into it. Yeah. And, and it's, it's cool. Um, to see we because we have people we also have like an amazon beginners course and we when did we launch that march because March. Oh, that was when i was yeah, on my yeah. business trip right. well, yeah we also launched that while i was on a business trip for my full-time job <laughs> terrible idea but here we go again with nina just doing <laughs> nina things but um we have a lot of people who come in have never sold on amazon and they'll take our course or some people just prefer to jump into the leads list right. whatever and we'll see them go from you know i make zero dollars to i've made six figures and that's yes. just the coolest thing to see because mm -hmm. it's like, I love making money, you know, making money is really cool, but helping other people make money is cooler. I, yeah. There's just something about that. That's like, this isn't just about me. You no. know, it's like these it's much better. Yeah. yeah. And there's people that are like single moms or they have a job and they want to make some extra money. And it's like, I don't know. It's just really cool to be able to make people's lives easier. Right. Uh, yeah, serving others is super uh, fulfilling. And I don't want to ask this question because it's like eye rolly, but I know all the skeptics out there with OA list, they're all thinking it. So I'm just going to ask it. Um, why don't you just, all the items on there, why do you share them and not just buy them all yourself? <laughs> I, I know Nina's answer because it's her favorite answer. What? Is spread the love. <laughs> and her answer is always there's plenty of Amazon followers. Yeah, I, okay, I went on a rant on this one day because this is one of the negative things I get on Instagram and it's so frustrating to me because I know who I am and I know my intentions are good, but people see this as bad intentions sometimes and I get that. We all come from different backgrounds and have different views of things, but people look at it as like, oh, if these leads were so good, why would you share them? Why wouldn't you keep them all? It's like, first off, how many items do you think I can buy? <laughs> like. <laughs> I can't buy all of these items. I, I can't. That would mean I'm spending millions of dollars. Like that, that's not the business we're in. Um, and two, I just think there's so many leads. And I, I call Amazon the money buffet. I don't think you making money on Amazon takes away from me making money on Amazon. It's Amazon. Like <laughs> there's so much money to be made on Amazon that it's crazy. And even more now. I guess there's right. a, a numbers going out that during COVID the pie got bigger, but the sellers didn't, the amount of sellers. Right. And that's, what's crazy is like, it's, if you start, if I, someone buys the course and gets the leads list and starts selling on Amazon, they're not my competition. I don't really see any competition. Mm. This is when I explained this to my dad, he was like, why would you uh, teach people to be your competition? And people I'm like, yeah, to me all the time too. And I like, you don't get, like, it's no, like, I don't even know how to explain. I it. don't. Yeah. It's like, there's no, I just don't see it that way. But also it's like, it's like an abundance mindset. Mm. I, I think there's enough for all of us. It's just so huge. Amazon's so huge. And you can do it so many different ways. I think that's the biggest beauty of it is yeah. you, can be, you can be wide. You can be very specific. Uh, you know, if you want to focus on a specific area, clothes, toys, um, 
I don't even know, shoes. It's just, there's so many different ways that it's almost competition. It's almost impossible because it's like yeah. your business model. It's not the same it's as not mine. Same as my business model. We're just using the same platform to win together. And the buy box rotates. <laughs> <laughs> so it's and it's not always the lowest price. Guys, fix your repricers out there. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Yes. So it's just, I don't know. I just, I guess I just, I don't see the world that way. So I get that some people do that. They see it as we're all in competition with each other. But I think if you have any type of social media reach or platform, you can't see it that way. Because I share all kinds of free information that someone is going to take and then compete with me. I don't see it that way. I've never seen it that way. So. So basically you're just extremely good at sourcing and you literally can't buy it. Also share the love. Exactly. And that's the thing too, is like, we found something that we are very good at. Right. So, and it solves a problem for other people. It's literally entrepreneurship 101. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. So is there a certain um, strategy or revenue stream that you think about that you haven't taken action on yet that you might down the road or always kind of thought about? Oh, I mean, a couple things. One, right. our YouTube effort has been not so great with YouTube, but the reselling niche on YouTube pays a lot compared to other YouTube yeah. niches. And it's, it's literally insane. It's called the... Um, I am not a YouTube expert, but it's called the CPM cost per, cost per milli. That's called milli. I think that's what it's called, but it's, it's basically how much you get paid per a thousand views. And then YouTube takes half of it. Um, cause you know, it's Google. So they take half of it, but in reselling it's between like 20 and $30. I think ours is like $27 or something. And in a lot of niches, it's like five or 10. Like ours is so incredibly high. So YouTube is something that we're... We're trying to expand on that. And <clears throat> it's one of those things where it's just been so many other parts of the business that we've been focused on. And now I think part of that optimization, you know, the new website, making things easier, easier. for us. We're having that, again, free time to do YouTube. And, and we, we hired. Oh, and, and we hired, yeah. We hired actually a video editing uh, company to help us. Because I used to do all the video editing um, I was basically a zero experience to beginner <laughs> experience just because it takes a lot of effort. It's video editing is difficult and you got to be creative. You got to think of ways to, to cut it and it also took a lot of time. So that's sure. we're big on trying to see how can we get time back to do other things or just even have a moment to just take a breather. So hiring a company to help edit our videos was a huge step forward for us because now we can create the content, have experts edit it in a very professional yeah way. they're much better than we were oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> at editing too so, so that's a big push right i think yeah youtube is a big one right now um and then the other thing is we're well i should say he is getting more into like day trading and stocks and all of that mm. um just we, yeah we've done a lot of passive investing for a while we've talked about that and and again instagram but i think now we're like again back to time we're putting a little more effort into day trading trying to get a little bit of capitalize on some of these stock movements. Yeah. So I've been focusing on that a lot. And I, I personally enjoy it. I've always enjoyed it. I just never had a good time to sit down and, and put that effort into it. So I think now I've been getting a lot of that time back and yeah. And I'm enjoying it. It's, it's, it's going good. A lot of learning. It's like, learning. we're getting to the point where it's like, how do we use our money to make money? Right. If that right. makes sense. Yeah, and yeah. that's what trading is. So yeah, those are the big ones right now. Oh, yeah. Trading in YouTube. Trading in YouTube. Yeah. How do you decide who gets what role? Is it just natural? Like you just know your strengths and weaknesses? Yeah. 
Yeah, once we've, we've been together long enough, I know. And and really, yeah. just, the the big thing is we're we're kind of opposites, but in the in, in a, a good way, in a really good way, which is really weird. You know, yeah, she's a big picture person. I'm a very details person, and it just kind of works in a weird way. Yeah, <laughs> I I like move really fast, make a lot of mistakes, and just go 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 go, and have no chill. Ernesto is like super detail oriented, like he will proofread everything and be like, oh, there's a typo. And like, he catches every mistake I make. Um, and he also keeps us from making crucial mistakes because he catches things and he, he slows me down and I speed him up. I don't know. It's, yes. it's super weird, but it works. Me by myself when I get nowhere. Herbo or something. <laughs> me, yeah. I would crash I into a, walls. yeah, I would run right into the wall and he would stare at the wall like, hmm, let me measure that wall. Let me see it. And I would just run into it and get injured. So, so it just works out kind of in a weird way very well, you know, she, she's very go-go and I can kind of say, yeah, that might work, that might not work. And then I can then bring an idea of like this way we do it. And then yeah. she can speed me up. She's like, hey, yeah, let's not, there's no need to worry about this now because that's something that we're not going to know. Kind of similar to that mistakes that we're going to make. We, we don't know if that's going to be an issue or not. Yeah. So that helps me get myself speed up as well. So, okay, we can execute to this. We're going to put this on hold until we see the results from it and then execute to that. So yeah, it's a really, it just kind of falls out just in our day to day, just because the way we operate, you know, she thinks that everyone big picture, I look at the details and then we just say, okay, what's basically, what's your findings and put it together yeah. and, and boom. We say that I'm the front end and he's the back end, like, like a development team. Like I'm the front end. And that's why I'm like the the PR person, the person you see on Instagram, all of that, because he would. I'll be very awkward. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but like, he's the one, like it's, he does most of the leads list stuff. Like he's the expert, I would say on that type of stuff. But yeah, we just, we just know each other well enough to know. And I, I have no problem admitting what I suck at and you have no problem admitting right. what you suck at. Mm. And that helps too. I'm like, Hey, I suck at this. Can you take a look at this? Or yeah. vice versa. So. And that's one of the great things you can do, especially if you're in a situation where, like us, you have at least one more person to kind of double check your work. Because um, it really does speed things up. You know, sometimes I get bogged and it's like, I can't figure this out. I'll literally go over and be like, I'm trying to think about this. And she can just be like, why don't you just do this? I'm like, boom. Yeah. Works. And same mm -hmm. with her. She's been thinking of an idea and, and working on her head. And it's like, I'm thinking of this process. I can say, well, since we do this and that, and we can use this and that, She's like, oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, that could actually work. So yeah. that bounce back and forth is a huge help because it really gets us going and, and pushing that idea forward. That's true, yeah. So for the final question, this is always great for clips and just good knowledge to have in general. What are your three key tips or two or one or five? What are your main tips for new people getting into Amazon? Okay. First, <laughs> I always tell people this, Amazon's gonna suck at first. It's going to suck. You're not going to be able to sell anything. You're going to be overwhelmed. You're going to be super confused. That is completely normal. I think the biggest key is to give it six months. Give it at least six months of trying because when we started, it sucked. I remember we went to Walmart the first time and we scanned like the whole store, the whole Walmart. I couldn't find anything to sell. I thought this was crap. I was like, this isn't possible. So just keep going for the first six months at least i see people that quit after like a month or two and that just hurts me I'm like please keep going um and focus on what you okay number two number two focus on what you can sell not what you can't sell right. i see people get super caught up and i can't sell this i'm gated i'm restricted 
all of this stuff. What can you sell and go hard on that? Yeah. Like you'd be surprised. I would <clears throat> always say it to people. It's like, you'd be surprised what can you sell and how much money you can actually make from that. Yeah. And you start focusing on those items instead of what you can't. Those will come. Don't worry about it. Just focus on what you can and keep it. Yeah, exactly. Look at the categories you can sell in. Stop scanning toys if you're gated in toys. You know you're gated in toys. Go scan sports and outdoors or go scan sell books. I know I know you know, but selling books isn't glamorous, but you can sell them. Yep. Focus on what you can sell. Yep. Third tip, let's see. Let's give at least three. Third tip. Oh, this is, I like talking about money. Manage your financials from the beginning. Mm -hmm. That's something that I think is really overrated or under looked because people just go right past it. Oh. Get a CPA, set up some type of bookkeeping software. We use QuickBooks, um, GoDaddy bookkeeping, use something, manage your money. Um, if you're an American, save for that taxes. The IRS is going to want that check <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and pay yourself. And pay yourself. I think people get so focused on building, they don't pay themselves. Yeah. So you made a lot of good points. So the, the tax thing. So I have an episode with uh, Capforge, who is an accountant for Amazon sellers, because the taxes are a little, not overly different, but there are some nuances. Yeah. For in Canada, um, I should have registered my business as with like to charge tax much sooner because I get all my tax back on in my inventory. I didn't know that. So yeah. Until you reach 30,000 in sales in Canada, you don't need to register. So I didn't need to charge tax on Amazon. So when people buy stuff from me, they were not paying tax, but I was paying the tax. For oh, six months. That's but terrible. Had I registered, mm -hmm. I then charged the customer tax. I get that back. But because I, I didn't contact a CPA or do anything like that, I didn't, I just didn't know. So like they say, oh, ignorance yeah. is bliss. Ignorance is not bliss. Ignorance is literally. No. <laughs> Especially not with financial stuff. And yeah. I think a lot of people avoid it. And then it creeps up on you when tax season comes and you're just sitting there like, oh. Oh. You, you go to do your taxes and they're like, okay, so let's see your business account. And they're like, oh, that's my personal account. And you're like, I can't imagine that. No. And here in the U S too, every state has different oh, tax yeah. laws. And it's just like, it's just a nightmare. So I always tell people get a CPA. I know it's Definitely. expensive, but my CPA cost or saves us a lot more money than she cost. Yeah. So I always say get a CPA and separate your finances. Separate your finances. <laughs> if you can do that early, the better, mm -hmm. but definitely do that yeah yeah i think that's the big ones oh, this has been super awesome i appreciate your time so much because you guys have literally so much going on like i can't even wrap my head around it but this is fun. This is fun. really appreciate your time and i think we had fun i think we did yeah no, no, it was, was, great. It was yeah. great thank you for having us yeah thank you for having us yeah, no problem at all all righty guys and gals i really hope you enjoyed this episode i absolutely love the happy hustlers go check them out on instagram tiktok youtube wherever twitter Visit their website, thehappyhousers.com. Sign up for the leads list. Go give them some love. And I'll see you guys next week. And I really hope you enjoyed this episode. And be well and keep crushing.